Hello, podcast friends. Welcome back to another episode of Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, and uh, love having you with me again this week on our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming those everyday challenges we face in life. It's a privilege to have you with me again. Check me out at LanceBain.com for many other resources, a place where you and I can interact. And I would love for you to leave a review of this podcast. That would be very, very helpful for me. I'd really love for you to do that and share this with other leaders that you know. Today is episode 132, and we're continuing from our previous podcast, Seven Tips for Making Good Decisions. And this is part two, Seven Tips for Making Good Decisions, part two. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode of our little podcast, it would be good for you to do so. That way you can be caught up with us as we talk about the reasons we make good decisions and why that's so important. And knowing that leaders make many decisions every day, uh, how can we be wise when we need to make big decisions? When I think about my day-in, day-out leadership, oftentimes I'm not really required to make any large decision that has a significant and far-reaching impact. When those moments come, though, I want to have a matrix or some some helpful ways to think and to process through those big decisions and how do I actually execute those big decisions. And that's where these seven tips for making good decisions come in. So in our previous podcast, we mentioned the first three tips of the seven for making good decisions, and they were to anchor your decisions in your core values and the um, core values of the culture, the company, the corporation, the organization that you're a part of. And hopefully you can see how these core values will complement and complete each other, not compete with each other. The second tip was to be patient, not passive. And the third tip was to research options. So here is tip number four for seven tips for making good decisions. Tip number four is seek out counsel or advice. (laughs) Seek out counsel or advice. I, uh, you know, part of this is, was my upbringing and part of this is my immaturity as a leader, but I have a, I have a very strong flow of self-reliance in my, in my leadership. And the result of that self-reliance is that at times, I just think my opinion is the best. I think my perspective is the most accurate. I just have a high level of confidence in the way that I see and think and, and perceive and in the way that I'm, the decisions I'm thinking about making. And my self-reliance causes me to not really seek out counsel or advice, if I'm really honest with you. There's times where I think, I don't really care what other people think about this particular decision that has to be made. And that has hurt me more times than it has helped me. 
I really encourage you when you have to make a big decision, you've anchored it in core values, you've thought through that, you're being patient in the process but not passive. You're researching options that can influence your decision making, but let part of that researching options be incarnational. Look for other human beings that can give you counsel, advice, and wisdom. You know, wisdom is found within relationships. And I hope that for you as a leader, you're not an isolated, lone leader, but you have the kind of friendships and circumference and community around you with whom you can go and say, hey, I'm thinking about this. This is how I see it. How do you see it? What do I not see that I should be seeing? Have you been here before? What kind of decision did you make? What did you learn from that decision? What advice would you give me? Wisdom is found within relationships and you can learn from other people. This is the beauty of inheritance within the idea of leadership. That there are others who have gone before you. There are others who have faced similar decisions that you're making. And you can learn from them. And it is so valuable. It is so refreshing to get that kind of wisdom, counsel, and advice from other people. Now, pragmatically, what I would encourage you to do when you're seeking counsel or advice from other people, ask questions be quiet and listen and take notes. Come prepared to write some things down that you hear from other people. Come with the kind of questions like when you're seeking counsel or advice, this isn't flying by the seat of your pants. Be thoughtful. Be intentional about your approach. Give yourself some time to think through what it is that you're really hoping to glean from another person as best as you can and come with those kinds of questions. I've um, I've been on the mentor side of some relationships and at times, it's interesting to me when someone comes and seeks me for counsel or advice or perspective, how much they talk. It doesn't really leave a lot of room to contribute life stories, wisdom, mentorship, coaching to other people. The fourth tip to making good decisions is seek counsel or advice. Here's tip number five, notify some before you notify all. Notify some before all. And this is why I believe this is a helpful tip. It's not because you want to withhold information from people. It's not that we're trying to be secretive or manipulative. No way. That is really unhealthy and really toxic leadership. But what you do want to do is leverage those with influence to help you increase the buy-in of the whole. I remember when I came to the organization that I'm currently leading, and I was, uh, I'm the leader now of the organization, but my previous job, I was a part of the organization. I wasn't the leader, but I was a part of the leadership executive team. And I emailed my former leader and I once I got this position and I apologized because <laughs> I when you get in the seat of the of the leader, your eyes open up and I apologize. Like, I'm so sorry. I see it. I didn't see it then. I see it now. <laughs> so I um, I, you know, apologize. But I said, what advice would you give me? And one of the things they said to me was, who are the influencers in your organization and get to know them? 
know their heart, know their history, love them well, value them, seek input from them. Because when you need to make a decision that is going to create ripple waves of change, you're going to want to have these key influencers in, uh, in an alliance with you, again, not to manipulate the whole, but to help leaven the whole with the decision that you are making. So notifying some before you notify all is a way to reproduce what you're thinking, why you're making this decision, what are the core values behind this decision. And so notifying some before everyone is a really important tip when it comes to making decisions. It's a way of reproducing yourself multiple times in those with whom you've gained influence. Others in your organization have the ears of others that you may not have as fully. And to know that those folks can be ambassadors of the decisions that you're making is really helpful. Again, you want your heart to be pure you don't want to use people in manipulative ways for self-serving decisions or decisions that are made in isolation or upon self-reliance. And I have found that when I can leverage those with whom have influence in the broader organization, the broader church, the broader ministry, the broader small group, it might be just one or two people, it might be 10 or 15 people, it depends on the size of, of your organization. When you can communicate and answer their questions and process with them, it's just going to deepen the quality of your decision-making experience. And it's actually, in the long run, I think going to produce some confidence in those that you're leading about the quality of your own leadership. Okay, here's tip number six. Make decisions public. So once you've sought out counsel and you've You've made a decision and you're notifying some before you notify everybody. Then you want to make the decision public. And here's what I would encourage you to consider when you're doing that. Number one, uh, what is your communication strategy? So is this a mass email? Are you making a series of phone calls? Is this something you're posting on social media? How are you communicating the decision that you're being made? And, and, and with whom do you need to communicate that? So... We talked about notifying some before all. Before all doesn't mean every employee or every member of your organization. It might, but sometimes this just involves a certain group within your organization. And so you want to think through your best communication strategy. I have found that phone calls, maybe personal letters or emails, um, but usually face-to-face -face kind of things are best because you never know how people are going to read, by what tone are they going to read your email or your social media post. Now, if you've got an organization, 10,000 employees scattered in remote locations, of course, it's impossible to meet with all of those people. So knowing the size of the organization with whom you're communicating, the geographical challenges that may um be relevant on how you're communicating all need to feed into answering this question. I've made a decision. What is my communication plan and method? Now, you also, I would encourage you when you're making this decision public, 
not only think about your communication method, but think about vision. How does this decision support the purpose of your organization? How does this decision help your organization fulfill its calling, its purpose, its mission, its vision, etc.? If you you can connect those ideas and you need to connect those ideas because people are giving you 40 hours a week. They're giving you some of the best years of their life. Yeah, you are compensating them and hopefully they're doing something that is fulfilling and rewarding. But at the end of the day, when you put yourself in the shoes of your employees or your team or your volunteers, they're giving you their time that they can't get back. And you want to make sure that they understand, look, the time that you're giving to this decision, to this organization, to this ministry, to this church, to this not-for-profit, whatever it may be, it's worth your time because the decisions we're making are connected to the kind of purpose that we're fulfilling, which is adding value to people's lives. And you also want to think about, in making your decision public, the language you use. And so you want to make sure your vocabulary, your language is consistent with your culture and it's consistent with who you are. So making the decision public, consider communication, how you're connecting this division and the language or vocabulary you're going to use when you communicate this to everyone else. Here's the seventh tip of our seven tips for making good decisions at just when necessary. I've rarely experienced an important big decision that's foolproof. I mean, I've massaged it, squeezed it, turned it, looked at it from every angle, had other people touch it, smell it, squeeze it, (laughs) you know, look at it from every angle, figure out what is going on here. And you've done all of that and you've sought counsel, you've sought wisdom, you've researched options, you've been patient but not passive. You're anchoring this to your core values, you're notifying those who have influence so that they can help leverage the buy-in. You're very intentional in your decision-making process and how you're going to communicate and all of the vision and language. But then at the end, most decisions are not 100% foolproof. There's always an angle or something we haven't considered, no one thought of, and it may require an adjustment. So keep that open. I may need to adjust when necessary. And it's an adjustment. It's not an overhaul. Hopefully it's not a major adjustment, but you want to adjust when necessary. Has this ever happened to you? I, I bet it has because it's. I think it's more common than, than maybe we want to admit. I'm a part of a, you know, there's a number of organizations that subscribe to like weekly emails. And oftentimes in these emails, they are sending out links of videos or other information embedded within the email and I get the email and I read through it and there's a link but the link is incorrect or they tell me there's a link and then there is no link and you got it within (laughs) within some time usually later that day or the next day there's an amended email that has the correct link or they've added the link that they forgot. See, that's what I mean by adjustment. They thought through this email, hopefully. They they planned it out and were intentional about the language and intentional about the links and intentional about what they're wanting to communicate. And in the end, you didn't get the link that they were hoping you would get. And so they adjusted 
They didn't, you know, wad up their entire email strategy and throw it away. No, it's just an adjustment. And friends, I want to encourage you that when you make big decisions, stay open-minded and open-hearted and open-handed that an adjustment may be necessary. Seven tips for making really good decisions, hopefully great decisions. Anchor your decisions in your core values. Be patient, not passive. Research options. Seek counsel or advice. Notify some before you notify all. Then make your decision public, intentionally, and adjust when necessary. I hope these seven tips help you think through the big decisions that you have to make and how you're going to communicate them. I hope these tips just offer you some confidence and, a, and some support as you do this because I want you and that organization, that team, that ministry that you lead to really be healthy and successful and fruitful and vibrant. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening again this week on Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives, Episode 132, Seven Tips for Making Good Decisions, Part 2. I love that we were able to spend this time together. I hope you have an amazing week. Stay healthy, stay hopeful, stay safe, and keep giving yourself to healthy, life-giving leadership. I'll talk to you again next week, everybody. Everybody.